0: Previously, 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 On WIA previously. National News. 2009.
1: Send a message to an alien. Well, I saw
0: the thing coming out of the sky.
1: An amateur science magazine is offering we inhabitants of the third planet from the sun the chance to send text messages to aliens. The project, supported by the Australian
2: government, is part of National Science Ooh, Week.
1: 2017. MediaWatch
3: amateur radio magazine makes good reading on the cover is a cheap magnetic loop antenna and inside an article by our own shirley's vk5 yl's o.m jim tregellis vk5 jst on how to build this plastic wonder cheaply. 2019
2: the acma has asked and the wia has agreed to put in place a mechanism for seeking credible feedback from all amateur users in australia
3: This is the WIA and the Weekly Amateur Radio News Service. Today is a special Alara presentation of the news available on RF, Internet, Text and Amateur Television. Guest presenters include Shirley, VK5YL, Catherine, VK7GH and Sue, VK5AYL. Now here is Alara President and today's host, Linda, VK7YL.
2: Here is the national news for the week commencing August 23, 23rd, 2020. Good morning. This is Linda, VK7QP, President of Alara. I'll be joined by Sue, VK5AYL, Shirley, VK5YL and Catherine, VK7GH. We're reading the news this week as it is the Alara contest next weekend and we hope you will come and join us. More details on the contest later in the news. Now today's news. ACMA Amateur Radio e-bulletin. Our communications regulator, ACMA, is reaching out to we radio amateurs by producing an amateur radio e-bulletin. Get the latest news on VK amateur radio issues, changes to regulations, as well as receive invitations to have your say on consultations by subscribing to their dedicated e-bulletin. IARU Harmonization of Digital Band Segments Globally Frequency allocations and amateur radio operating interests vary in different parts of the world. The development of voluntary band plans is a responsibility of the three IAIU regional organisations who try and align regional band plans to be harmonious globally. Grant Willis, VK5GR, as the WIA-IAIU Region 3 representative, has been working through the WIA on behalf of the IAIU Region 3 Band Plan Committee Chairman, Sion 9M2CQC. Australian and all Region 3 radio amateurs are encouraged to follow progress through the WIA website and their respective IAIU member websites. Speaking of the WIA website and all things WIA, next it's over to WIA Director Phil VK2CPR.
4: I'd like to talk to you about the role WIA is playing in the HF Digital Mode Band Plan Review. Because frequency allocations and amateur radio operating interests vary in different parts of the world, the development of band plans, which are voluntary guidelines, on the use of the spectrum available to amateur radio operators is the responsibility of three IARU regional organisations. Each of the three regions has a band planning committee to focus on this work. In recent years, there have been increased efforts to bring the regional band plans into alignment whenever possible, Final approval of band plan revisions is generally given by the regional conferences of the IARU member societies that are held every three years on a rotating basis. This approach to band planning is generally kept in pace with the evolution of amateur radio operating. However, the explosive growth of HF below 30 MHz digital modes, particularly FT8, has led to perceived overcrowding of the HF digital mode band segments. Accordingly, A working group has been formed consisting of representatives from the three regional band planning committees. The WIA fund Region 3 representatives to one of these working groups. This is the first time the three regions have joined together to directly coordinate band planning efforts. Uh, The working group has already had fruitful discussions with the WSJT Development Group led by J Taylor K1JT. Additional discussions with the other HF stakeholders will be held in part of a fundamental review of the different HF digital modes and how they can be best categorised and arranged to share the limited spectrum available. The main aim of the working group is to develop solutions that reduce congestion within very popular segments, while preventing mutual interference between incompatible modes. While the proposed band plan revisions will have to be approved by member societies in each region, Recent administrative changes mean that the changes can be implemented without having to wait for regional conferences. Amateurs are encouraged to follow progress through their WARU member society, that is, the WIA, here in Region 3. So cheers and 73s, this is Phil, VK2CPR.
1: International News, with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate AR Club, AWRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Hello, I'm Shirley, BK5YL. New Zealand, NZART, AGM and the AREC Annual Meeting. It is planned they are still going ahead with plans to hold meetings at Wellington over the fourth fifth sixth september twenty twenty. The NZART AGM will commence at ten thirty on Saturday, the fifth of September. NZART have had a considerable number register their interest in attending. However, for those who can't, they have set up a special Zoom conference meeting specifically for members, but this meeting will be limited to one hundred online attendees. At time of the coming into the studios, New Zealand's current alert levels in the Auckland region is level 3, but Wellington is at alert level 2. The New Zealand Cabinet were to review the alert levels on Friday the 21st. UK. RSGB General Manager Steve Thomas, M1ACB, has thanked all the staff and volunteers who have pulled together to cope with the challenges of the last four months. He highlights the successes worth celebrating, such as helping 1,500 people take their first steps into amateur radio in just four months via remote invigilation foundation exams, as well as opportunities we all have to develop amateur radio in the future. The USA The White House has pulled its nomination of an FCC commissioner who has served on the panel since 2013. From our friends at Amateur Radio Newsline, is Heather M.B., KB3TZD.
5: The White House has withdrawn its nomination of FCC Commissioner Michael O'Reilly, who has served on the panel since 2013. O'Reilly has been praised by FCC Chairman Ajit Pai for his work on issues related to the 3.5 GHz spectrum and related policies. O'Reilly, who was first appointed to the panel by President Barack Obama, recently spoke out against President Donald Trump for an executive order that would limit social media companies' liability protections. Trump did not give any reason for his withdrawal of the nomination, but according to various published reports, the White House and others on the political right have said that social media's practice of moderating content is biased against conservative views. Before his nomination was withdrawn, O'Reilly, who, like Trump, is Republican, would have faced Senate confirmation for a term that ended in 2024. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Emby, KB3, TZD. Thanks, Heather.
1: Now, why were our bands a little quiet the second weekend in August? Well, it would appear the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo over the August 8-9 weekend appears to have been an unmitigated success, so much so that another virtual event will be held next March. It was far better than we expected, Virtual Ham Expo Chair Eric Guth, 4Z1UG-WA6IGR, stroke told AWRL, We had over 26,000 registered and over 14,000 on the platform both days. Eric said even sponsors and exhibitors that he's heard from so far are thrilled with the turnout, engagement and responses that they received said they're also enthusiastic about the second QSO today, Virtual Ham Expo, set for March 13, 14, 2021. Our plan is to offer this twice a year. Puerto Rico. An auxiliary cable that helps to support a metal platform above the Arecibo Observatory Radio Telescope's reflect edition, Puerto Rico, snapped in the early morning hours of August the 10th causing a 100-foot gash in the reflector dish. Operations at the world-famous observatory have been halted until repairs can be made. When the 3-inch cable fell, it also damaged about half a dozen panels in the Gregorian dome above the dish and twisted the platform used to access the dome. The cause of the cable break, break is not yet clear. The largest single-dish radio telescope in the world for decades, Arecibo, was bumped into second place in 2016 by the 500-metre Aperture Spherical Telescope in China. The Arecibo Observatory Radio Club operates KP4AO at the site. Still to come in this The presentation of the WIA News is Catherine, VK7GH, with Special Interest Group News, and Sue, VK5AYL, Contest and Operational News. Good luck in the Alara Contest. I'm Shirley, vk 5 Y L. This is the Alara edition of the WIA National News Service, originating from
6: VK1WIA. And Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Sue, VK5AYL. This weekend, August 22-23... Here in VK is the 2 meter FM CUSO party. Who do you call? You call CQ Radio Active. Looking at a post by Tom DeMamiel on the exceptionally run Facebook group Australian Amateur Radio, Tom has led us all in on a great idea by Mike Lewis to drive extra activity this weekend. Just have as many as possible. Then add a couple of extra FM QSOs on 2 metres. Just report your total to another Facebook group called Ham in brackets Amateur Radio QSO on 2 metres and 70 centimetres. The 40th Alara Contest is on again next weekend, Saturday 29th and Sunday 30th. Starting time is 0600 UTC finishing 24 hours later at 05.59 UTC. We are really looking forward to hearing some young and new YLs in the contest this year and catching up with many amateurs along the way. Some of the committee will be handing out numbers on HF and Echolink to show their support during the contest. This year we are trialling a Facebook page for spotting YLs. This page is optional for amateurs using Facebook who wish to notify others about YLs who are in the contest. Just enter the YLs sign, current frequency and mode. This page is now ready to join. Just search for Alara contest in Facebook. YLs cannot spot or encourage others to spot them, but it will give other amateurs a chance to easily find and support YLs who are in the contest. The contest rules have been uploaded to the Alara Contest page. For those who don't have Facebook and would like a copy of the rules, please email alaracontest, that's all one word, at wia.org.au. The radio has given us all a way to communicate with amateurs who are currently in isolation. So why else let's carry that spirit into this year's contest and involve as many as we can. POC, a new kind of HF contest. A steering committee led by Frank K4FMH will run a new international contest on the weekend of October 2nd and 3rd. The aim of the challenge is to create a little playing field for small uh, portable stations against the large contest stations using handicapping algorithms similar to those used in golf. Open to all, participants choose their own 8-hour contiguous time window within the 48-hour weekend. Operating portable, contact distance, power level and mode, i.e. phone, CW or digital, affect the final score. Details can be found in the text edition of this, the WIA National News. Oceana Contest Voice from 0600 UTC Saturday, October 3rd to 0600 UTC Sunday, October 4th. CW from 0600 UTC Saturday, October 10th to 0600 UTC Sunday, October 11th. Now let's peek through the DX window. In commemoration of the 75th anniversary of VJ Day, the RSGB has organised a VJ Day amateur radio marathon on the HF bands and 6 metres. Three special UK call signs GB75PE, GB1945PE, GB1945PJ are on the bands till the 31st of August. Celebrating the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Korea back in August 1945, members of the Korean Amateur Radio League are active as HL75V until the end of August. QSL via 6K0MF. Listen for special event station 4A2MAX operating from Mexico. Throughout August, honouring the memory of St Maximilian Kolbe, SP3RN. The station can be heard on the HF bands using CW, SSB and various digital modes. QSL via LOTW. Finland. Tony OH1TD is active again from his summer QTH on Kupo Island. EU-096 until September. QSL via OH1-TD, either direct or via the Bureau. Greece, QRV as SX1AFM from September 1 to 30. Celebrating 70 years of the Hellenic Air Force History Museum, the station is on all modes 80 through 6 metres. This has been the WIA Operational News and a quick reminder of the 40th Alara Contest next weekend from Sue VK5AYL, Contest Manager for Alara.
2: Across Australia, across the world, from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Burdekin, Dalrymple
3: and Hinterbrook districts, plus the city of Townsville, the WIA news transmission can be heard
2: on the VK4RAT VHF repeater from 9am local time every Sunday morning. On behalf of the TARC Inc. retransmit team, this is Lyndall, vk 4 Zula Mike.
0: Rewind.
2: I'm Linda, VK7QP. Propagation as a matter of life or death. On May 25th, 1928, the airship Dirigible Italia crashed on pack ice northeast of the Svalbard Islands on the return leg of a trip to survey the North Pole, with 16 passengers and crew on board. At impact, one person was killed and the cabin carrying nine people separated from the hydrogen-filled airframe. Six crew members on the dirigible structure were never seen again after the airship again became airborne. The survivors on the ice pack turned to their 5-watt wireless set, a one-tube Hartley oscillator, to put out a call for help. But it was only after nine days of trying that they were able to get the attention of a radio amateur 1,900 kilometres away. The recently published article... The Shipwreck of Airship Dirigible Italia in the 1928 Polar Venture, a retrospective analysis of the ionospheric and geomagnetic conditions, provides the gripping historical context and tries to explain why it was so difficult to establish communication for a rescue. Ultimately, the authors suggest, ground wave path losses likely exceeded 100 dB, leaving only SkyWave as a potential link. In the first few days after the crash, the ionospheric path was impossible at the frequencies being used, 9.1 and 9.4 megahertz, due to disturbed conditions. It was only after conditions had settled that communication became possible, and it only became reliable when a lower frequency was chosen. Even after communication was established, 15 rescuers were lost in search and recovery operations, including Roald Amundsen, Norway's famed polar explorer. Finally, on July 12, 1928, 48 days after the initial crash, a Russian icebreaker was able to reach and rescue the survivors. For this rewind, this has been Linda VK7QP.
1: This is the Alara edition of the WIA National News Service, originating
3: from VK1 WIA. Special Interest Groups, I'm Catherine VK7GH. Don't forget, not only is this news on RF text, internet, and ATV repeaters, but also on YouTube. Search and subscribe. Regards ATV, the news this week is on the upcoming international DATV QSO party. From Melbourne, Peter Cousins joins us.
0: This is Peter, VK3BFG in Melbourne. As reported on the broadcast recently, the Melbourne DATV repeater, VK3RTV, is now back on air. The amateur Victoria Radio site at Mountview has exceeded expectations in performance. As a celebration, it is planned to hold another international DATV CUSO party. The event will commence on a Friday evening for VK and perhaps some UK stations, and on a Saturday for VK, US and UK stations. The Australian DATV repeaters VK2RTS in Sydney and VK5RDC in Port Pirie will also participate. Repeated in the US will be WR8ATV in Columbus, Ohio, W0BTV in Boulder, Colorado, and through the Californian ATV network. VK3RTV will streaming all the time through the British Amateur TV Club site. The 2020 DATV Q- QSO party is scheduled for Friday, the 28th of August, starting at 1000 hours Zulu. And then Saturday the 29th of August, starting at zero Zulu. Net control in Australia will be myself, Peter VK3BFG. Stations can register interest with me by email at pcosins at bigpond.com. That's P-C-O-S-S-I-N-S at bigpond.com. 73s and I'll be seeing you. This is Peter VK3BFG.
3: Females in radio. How Rhea got into amateur radio. In a new video, ARRL director Ria Jiram N2RJ talks about how she got started in amateur radio. In the 1980s sometime, my dad bought a Commodore 64. Actually, one of his friends
2: brought it back from one of his trips to the United States. So you know I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. And it's a beautiful country in the tropical Caribbean, but thing is we don't have a lot of tech we don't have a lot of high tech available for people so usually go to the united states and you go to other countries we used to go people used to go to venezuela to buy stuff too believe it or not because a lot of things simply weren't available and with the restrictions on foreign exchange and stuff to get us dollars it was even more difficult anyway one of my dad's friends bought a commodore 64 and a 1541 disc drive and that was the beginning of it all. My dad spent a lot of time typing in programs from Compute Magazine late at night, saving them on the disk drive, of course, because we didn't want to spend more time typing in programs.
3: This is the first in what she hopes to be a feature where Rhea will relate about things that have influenced her or others in amateur radio. This will be a casual conversation, sort of like a nice rag chew, the sort we have on the Alara net of a Monday night at 10 UTC on 3.570 MHz. Rhea's hope is to inspire others to get involved and find out more about amateur radio. Watch how Rhea got into amateur radio, Rhea's Shack Stories on YouTube. And another reminder to all wild owls out there that we have the upcoming Alara contest on the 29th of August. For anybody who has been a bit shy to get on the air, this is an excellent chance to participate in whatever capacity in a very friendly, low-key and forgiving on-air practice. Of course, as an Alara member, you collect extra points. Final Frontier Chinese Mars Probe Soon after its launch on the 23rd of July, the Chinese Mars mission, Tiawan-1, has been received by AMSAT-DL with its 20-metre ground station in Germany. Amateur radio observers, Paul, M-Zero, EYT and his Hearsat group have been tracking Tiawan-1 since its launch. This not only demonstrates the capabilities of amateur radio operators when it comes to deep space missions, but also the flexibility and performance Of the AMSAP DL 20 metre ground station, which can be fully operated remotely. IOTA EU 028 Members of the ARO ARI Modena Radio Club will be active as IA5MO from Giglio Island, Italy. IIA T002, Wilota N0564, WAIPGR. Between September 3rd and 8th on various HF bands using CW, SSB, RITI, and the digital modes. QSL via IK4RLM. EU 125. Mike DG5LAC is active as OZ slash DG5LAC from Romo Island, Denmark between August 22nd and September 5th on various HF bands using SSB and FT8. QSL via DG5LAC. International Lighthouse Weekend. International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is still going ahead this weekend, the 22nd and 23rd of August. Participation will be dependent on local circumstances and government rulings regarding border and national parks closures, social contact and so on. One to try for is the Blackhead Lighthouse. Where is it? Well it's about 30 minutes drive from Belfast on the Causeway coastal route. Antrim DX Group, Northern Ireland, are active from Blackhead Lighthouse during International Lighthouse Weekend using GB5BL this weekend and will be on HF. And you can apply for a QSL card by looking up GB5BL on qrz.com. Linda VK7QP has a story on a human tragedy next in Rewind. This is Catherine VK7GH.
2: You're tuned to the Alara edition of the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service through amateur radio station VK1 WIA. Time to tie the ribbon on this week's Alara presentation of WIA National News and it's a visit to the social scene. Remember, due to the COVID-19 situation, please check these events direct for up-to-date status information. All these events are taking place in Queensland. A Central Highlands AGM in Emerald, September 25 to 27. Rockhampton Amateur Radio Annual Dinner, Saturday, November 21st. TARC Christmas Party, Sunday 13th of December from 2pm. TARC Christmas Lights Tour, Friday 18th of December from 7pm. 2021, nationally, a WIA conference, 2021 in Hobart, VK7, 30th April to 2nd of May. And the Alara meet, 2021, Bendigo in VK3, October 1st to the 4th. That's the end of the WIA national news for this week. Thanks to Shirley, VK5YL, Sue, VK5AYL and Catherine, VK7GH, for reading the news with me today. Remember to join us in the ALARA contest next weekend. 73's from Linda, VK7QP.
3: This has been the ALARA edition of WIA National News and was presented by ALARA President, VK7QP, Linda. WIA News is on RF text and streamed
5: live from our hub on wia.org.au.